Hi, and welcome to the Ex-Meal Recruitment Podcast, where we share career advice for service leavers and veterans. I'm Rosie Vilecce, and I'm the Head of Marketing here at Ex-Meal Recruitment. Although I didn't serve myself, I'm an original military brat. My dad served in the Navy for 40 years, and my brother is on year 26 and counting. Throughout this podcast, I will be your hostess. I will interview guests, chat with the XMail team, and facilitate conversations that help veterans like you to get the jobs they truly want. Here's today's episode. It's a new episode of the XMail Recruitment Podcast. Today, as always, I am not alone. I have with me an amazing guest. Bruce, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Rosie. Pleasure to be here this morning. Lovely to have you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Let's get started with that. Yeah, no problem. So hi, everyone. My name is Bruce Leishman. And last year, I left the Household Cavalry after spending six years as an officer. And instead of following one of the more traditional pathways of moving into moving into another company and sort of looking to transition into, into the private sector entirely, I decided to set up my own business in the outdoor industry. So KitUp Adventures is the company that I set up, and it's a marketplace much like Airbnb, where people can rent outdoor equipment to and from each other, essentially trying to make adventure and the outdoors a bit easier and a bit more sustainable because both are required. That's great. So it, you're quite new to this whole uh, civilian malarkey again. <laughs> yeah. How did that go? <laughs> Interesting question. It was it was quite smooth, actually. I had an awful lot of help. And I think that's a really important aspect of, of anyone that's transitioning. You know, for me, I didn't spend too long in the in the army. I was only in for six years. So for the men and women that have spent 15, 20, 20 plus years, I think it can become a much scarier thing to do. Uh for me, the, the most important thing was just having as much help as possible. People with experience in the area that you wanted to move into was, was vital, really. Yeah. And did you actually plan to start your business or how did that happen? Uh, no, I didn't at all. So I think that one of the difficult things about the military is that you have to sign off 12 months in advance of, of the date that you actually leave. And the difficulty that a lot of us face with that is that you know, no, no company in their right mind can commit to hiring you 12 months in advance. So you almost have to take that plunge and then back yourself pretty hard over that period of time, really build up your network and, and understand what it is that you wanted to do. Uh, when, when I decided that the right time was for me to leave, I, I wasn't entirely sure about what I wanted to do. And I had some very entrepreneurial friends. So I started looking at what they were doing. They had you know, amazing jobs that, that did everything from marketing to growth to yeah. organizational planning, everything that comes with running a business. And I thought that sounded much better than sitting in an investment bank or sitting in a consulting house where you're pushing sort of through that same job day in, day out. Yeah. So I just sort of started asking them about what it took to get to where they were, what strengths and weaknesses were were really important. And I think, again, about someone in the military, it's really difficult sometimes to understand what you're good at and what you're not yeah. good at because the whole aspect of the job is that you just get on with it. So you don't really think, oh, I'm actually, I'm really good at planning. I'm really good at getting people into a team because 
it's all just part of the gig and you just do what you're told. Yeah. And it's interesting, you talked about the network and of course, you know, having friends that were entrepreneurial, but how did you grow that network? Was it also a network that was mostly made of veterans at that point? Or was it just, you know, you just trying to, as you said, like figure out what other people are doing and how did you go on about it? Uh, a bit of both. Um, there were some amazing people that I spoke to within the Household Cavalry Network and all regiments will have will have their own and are brilliant. So first step absolutely is is sort of speak with speak with your network and just find out what other people are doing. And a great bit of advice that I was told was just spend some money on taking people out to coffee. <laughs> if you find someone, if you meet someone that you think is interesting, just ask to take them out for a coffee, out for some lunch, out for a pint after work, and just try and get a better understanding of what it is that they do and what it took for them to get there. Because the more people that you meet, the the more likely you are to, to really stumble across what it is that you want to do. And funnily enough, if you find a group of people that you like and are all in a specific industry, funnily enough, you're probably going to fit in pretty well. You're going to yeah. push through that industry well and, and you're going to be able to adapt to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite interesting. You're talking about the fact that in a way in, in, in your career in the army, like a lot of other people, you know, you're just doing what you're told. That's kind of the default, you know? Uh, but then on the other side, we're talking about entrepreneurship and, I've had my, I think I said this before uh, on the show, but I've had my own company now for six years, I think, already. Time goes way too fast. And the way that I personally describe it is you're on a roller coaster driven by a drunken man. (laughs) That's what it feels like. There's so much that is on your shoulders. There's so much that nobody's going to tell you how to do it. You just have to figure it out. So it's almost like at the end of the spectrum, opposite to where you were before. And I think having talked to a few veterans, you know, over the course of this whole um, partnership with X-Mail Recruitment, I have noticed that a lot of people have got that, oh my God, no, I'm I'm not going to go to that extreme. I don't feel comfortable, at least not in the beginning. So how was it for you to combine literally these two worlds and and to find your way around it? Uh, I think for me, so I I had a bit of experience in in the private sector before before joining the military. I'd spent a couple of years in in the city working for a, a big multinational organization. And I decided when I was very young that 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 wasn't for me. And that was part of the reason that I that I joined the army was to go and do something more adventurous, more exciting, mm-hmm. a bit outside the box. So I think I knew that when I then came to leave, doing something that was totally different and a bit outside of the box is what I quite like to do. And I think it's a great way of really pushing limits and really testing yourself. Because as you said, that when you're an entrepreneur, when the company is yours, that the buck stops with you. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a really good way of one of, of sort of getting to know yourself and understand how you operate. But I think it's really really valuable just to, to have that sense of ambition, that drive to to really want to succeed. And I think in actual fact, a lot of people in the military have that. It just tends to get a bit pushed down as you then yeah. as you then progress through your career. So it's it's a big risk, but um. I feel incredibly fulfilled having done it. And again, for for most people in, in the military, sort of self-fulfillment and 
feeling that you're doing something rather than just turning up for work every day is, is usually quite a big part of, of people's lives. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. So if you had to give actually a tip to somebody that maybe feels a bit something, <laughs> a tickle <laughs> um, for, yeah. for the whole idea of becoming an entrepreneur, what would you tell them? Uh, write it down and talk to people. So I think there's there's always a, a sort of real disparity between wanting to talk to people about any ideas that you've had and then there's that constant entrepreneurial feel that if you tell everybody about what you want them to do, somebody else is going to think it's the best idea in the world and do it better than you, uh, which is equally ridiculous, but it's, yeah. it's, it, is, it is one of those things. I would, I would just say that if you have an idea, that go with it, see, see how it feels. Um, you, know, you can always be continuing to interview. You can be t- continuing to learn. One, the entrepreneurial pathway is incredible for learning because funnily enough you have to know what you're doing and you very very quickly learn but regardless of of what industry you're looking at if you if you have an idea you can always start it as a side hustle run it on the side you know that's a really really common thing to do nowadays it's everything that you see is about sort of multiple revenue streams about how you can bring more money into the table cost of living crisis is is really impacting everyone and again as an entrepreneur you feel that pretty hard so yeah, I would just say play with it and just see how it feels. If it if it feels great, if it's being receptive, you know, very well, then then fantastic. And yeah. if not, it's it's always a great thing to to have tried, and you'll always learn something from it. So yeah. I'd say that at least in the in the initial in the initial phase, it's it's absolutely a win win. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, growth in being an entrepreneur. So why not? You know, if, if you want to give it a go, let's actually talk yeah. about um, KidUp a little bit more. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea of KidUp? Like this all, because it's quite, when I first met you and we talked about it and I read a little bit what it was, what you guys were doing, I was quite fascinated because I thought, wow, something like this, I've never seen it before nobody thought about this <laughs> and then I was thinking about all the situations in my life where I could have used something yeah. like that right so how did you come up with it um well, I mean I, I've been pretty lucky I've had a, a fairly adventurous outdoorsy upbringing when I was young I moved to Spain my parents again thinking slightly outside the box bought and ran a scuba diving center in Valencia cool. so at my weekends I spent taking people out diving uh and sort of grew up doing that when I then joined the military, again, I used a lot of the qualifications that I'd gained throughout my life in skiing, mountain biking, climbing, mountaineering, and I took a lot of soldiers away on adventures training, which mm-hmm. for me was always the best part of the year. Um, for some soldiers, they would prefer to not go. But the amazing transition that you see is that by the end of these trips, the smile on people's faces, the experiences that have gained and you see yeah. that people have absolutely loved their time away regardless of what they'll tell you yeah and I started speaking to you know a lot of these men and women that I was taking away because I was regularly surprised at the little experience that people had with with sort of the outdoors because yeah. I thought that was the reason that most people joined the army like me and I was initially surprised at how many people said that they hadn't because a lot of these sports were so inaccessible because yeah. they're so expensive to, to to partake in. And I realized that that was fundamentally true. You know, the, the whole saying of the outdoors is, is there and free for all. It couldn't really be much further from the truth, which is 
quite upsetting. Yeah. And I just, at that point, I realized that that was something that I wanted to change. I wanted to make the outdoors easier to get to, cheaper to get to, and more enjoyable for more people. So started thinking about different ways of doing that when it then came to came to leaving the the army. And I was also a big fan of sort of sustainability. I was doing a master's degree in low carbon finance back in 2012 when it right. really wasn't a cool thing to do and no one had a clue what you were talking yeah. about. So over sort of, you know, the the last decade, it's been amazing to see that go from something that's really on the fringes to yeah. being totally mainstream with every major company on the planet. And I thought this would be a really good opportunity to try and merge the two. And I found a, another company that was doing something similar with the sort of peer-to-peer rental, but within within the fashion space. Yeah. And I was listening to to Victoria Prue, who's the founder of, of the Her Collective. I was listening to her talk about the implications that rental had on fashion yeah. in terms of accessibility, in terms of sustainability within the industry. And I couldn't help but think that exactly the same thing could and should be done for the outdoor industry. Yeah. There's no reason for everyone to own a mountain bike, a kayak, a canoe, two stand-up paddle boards, different sets of skis. Why not just say, well, people already have this stuff and you already might have some of it. So why not make some money on what you already have and not have to go and buy and store everything else? Yeah. So started exploring that, spoke to spoke to a few very good friends within the industry, sent out a, a, you know, a Google-based customer survey to two or 300 people that I reached out to on LinkedIn yeah. that all seemed pretty outdoorsy. And the responses that I got back were amazing. Sort of 96% of people said that they would be willing to engage with it. Nearly 80% of people said that they would be willing to hire their own equipment out yeah. as long as there was you know, insurance cover in place to de-risk it, which, which, we, which we do have. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of went from there, really. The, the more people that we spoke to, the more we realized this was you know, at least a good idea. And we, we needed to sort of have a play with it and build a product, which we then did, which is kitupadventures.com. Yeah. And you know, now we've got our first mobile app coming out in about two weeks' time, which is incredible. And that's been an amazing you know, 15 months now, I think, where we've seen thousands of people joining our platform and now we're about to, to launch a mobile app that you know didn't exist a few a few months ago which is pretty pretty amazing it's damn cool and uh, actually your this episode will go out probably as your app is coming out so we'll make sure to link it somewhere oh, if we can yeah, 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 yeah. or talk about Absolutely. it so that that's that's yeah. perfect and you know i mean the shared economy i think over the the past decade um in general has grown a lot i mean you said it yourself when you were doing your master it was not definitely a thing but then in the next 10 years it just exploded so it is quite a good idea and in general i think that there is also a bigger need for the outdoors right now i think that, that i don't know how you saw it but for me it seemed that covid taught us I need to be outdoor. I need to go somewhere. You know, all the people that were just working way too much, sitting behind the desk, now are considering, no, actually, I need something more. Um, and that seemed to be like a big teaching for a lot of people after the, the pandemic. So let's talk a little bit more about that as well. I mean, the whole concept of the outdoors, you talked about taking uh, people on these trips and seeing the transformation what is your point of view on the impact of the outdoors um, on mental health, physical health, not only for veterans, of course, but 
bigger side of the population, let's say. <laughs> yeah, um, great question. So I think, you know, like, like myself, if when I'm, when I spend too much time sitting at my desk behind a computer in my flat, which now ironically seems to be far more frequent than, than it used to be yeah. when I was in the army, I feel my stress levels going through the roof and I just feel that I need to get out. And I go and spend a week out in the countryside walking around in the hills or go down to the beach. And as soon as I get there, I just sort of feel far better. I can make better decisions. I can see things far clearer. And I think, you know, I'm not, I'm very much not alone in that. And I think COVID was a great period of time where self-discovery was pretty high up on, on the priority list for a lot of people. One, yeah. because it was the first time they had time to really assess, you know, what is a good quality of life? What does that mean? Yeah. And I think that the outdoors, nature, sort of physical activity all became much more of a priority. And, you know, amazingly, a lot of these sports, a lot of these pastimes are a great way of linking nature and exercise together. So I think people realized very quickly that one, they felt better physically having exercise, but two, you know, there's this huge movement now towards, you know, hashtag blue health, which is, you know, spending time by bodies of water. You know, it's now scientifically yeah. proven that spending time next to large bodies of water, whether it be rivers, oceans, lakes, anything, it is it has a massive increase in, you know, your quality of life in terms of stress and, and mental health. And then for green health as well. So being in moorlands, in in the wild, in forests. So I think it's it's now far more known by by pretty much everyone that you know we understand that time outdoors is good, and because now we have that association, the more we then get to do it, the better we feel about it. Yeah. So it's a great way of one just trying to to really push that message to to as, as wide a group as possible, and also saying and look, we're also trying to come up with a way that makes it easier and cheaper easier. for you to get out there and enjoy it. Absolutely. And it is actually, I mean, I do hope somebody's listening to this podcast while they are walking somewhere. Why not? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But it is really um, a way of what you guys are doing. It is a way of encouraging people. You know, I, I got quite curious. I mean, I did kayaking many years ago. I did it quite regularly since I've been in London. I've not done it at all and of course you know for me the question was okay yeah I could go rent something okay but I, where am I gonna do that and now if I think about that type of solution that you're bringing for me it will become much easier to say you know okay yeah let me go and pick up kayaking again let me see if I can find somebody who's got that and let me see where I can because I love to be for example by water you know especially being a southern Italian for me that's something that I just miss a lot you know so it's now you're giving me a different way of thinking about it and again this is the reason why I really like what you guys are doing and I really wanted to get you on this podcast, not only because, again, you're a veteran, um, you got a story that is not probably as common as many others because of the whole entrepreneurial side. But also, I do hope that what you guys are bringing with Kid Up can be a way for many people, again, not only veterans, but just to explore a little bit more a balance in work life you know and and in what they're doing and just uh, becoming more adventurous I mean I'm not I'm not like uh, an adrenaline junkie in any possible way <laughs> there are probably like a lot of things that would be like I definitely would not do that but 
again, I recognize that there is, is what you said, I think it was in the beginning of the episode, you talked about people living with a big smile at the end of this uh, adventurous uh, um, training, right? And I do believe that there is that element, you know, you do feel better. So all uh, best of luck with that, really. I'm a fan. I'm a fan at this point. I can say that. So Bruce, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. As always, I like to wrap up the episode with asking for a sort of a final message or final tip that you would like to give. So in your case, again, I'm going to go back to for all the veterans that are out there that are thinking of leaving, maybe they're a bit confused or they don't know what it is that they want to do, but they do feel, okay, I want to do something different. What would be your advice to them? What's your final message? Explore it. Um, I think I've seen far too many people, particularly my own soldiers, walking out into industry following what other people have done. And again, they see they see proven tracks and they just sort of follow into it and then are almost always slightly disappointed when they get onto the other side and realize that it wasn't everything that they expected it to be. So I think my one piece of advice would be that have a real think about what it is that motivates you rather than just what are other people doing to make money and then just go and speak to people and, and explore it, play with it, see where it goes. You know, Those proven tracks will always be there. So spend a bit of time, really work out what's important to you and then pursue that because regardless of how long you've been in the military, you're going to be working for a long time. So if you can, you might as well do something that you're really passionate about. Perfect. Explore it while exploring the outdoors with Kid Up. There you have exactly. it. Your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And hey, remember to subscribe to our podcast to never miss any new releases and to share it with other veterans within your community. If you want to connect with the XMIL team, please visit our website www.ex-mil.co.uk or you can just connect with us on our LinkedIn page. Thank you so much and see you next time.